Yeah, three, two, one, go. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Bibbidi bobbidi boo 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 boo. Slippy slappy Swanson Sam Samsonite. Dude, you just put too many references in there. <laughs> All I could think of was Frozen Foods and Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> what was the Frozen Foods part? Swanson. Oh. Man, I remember they used to fucking... They would deliver my... that shit. <laughs> yeah, they would. But you'd have to fucking sell like your firstborn. So they can deliver the shit. You know what I would always get from Swanson's? If that's even what it was called? Was the um they would sell you this big ass tub of cubed uh cookie dough chocolate chip cookie dough they mm. were already pre-made and man i bet that shit was expensive because i always got in trouble for eating that stuff raw and i don't think it had anything to do with getting formaldehyde i mean getting what is formaldehyde? <laughs> <laughs> they sell that too salmonella <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a bad case of that formaldehyde. I know, man. <laughs> it's flaring up. <laughs> Let me get some penicillin for my formaldehyde. Uh, but uh, I did have some of their shit, and it was actually pretty good. I don't know what it was. I'm a big it was fan. A formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah. They um, sold steak and stuff. Like you could buy Omaha steaks. And yeah, stuff yeah. For the, yeah, I remember that. I I remember actually speaking of that. There was a um. Uh, there was a commercial for when oh is a windshield repair so their 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 deal was if you went to uh, if you went with them and they replaced your windshield they'd give you like a whole box of like um filet mignon steaks like who the fuck oh i'm sure they're from, fucking amazing from swanson's no no, no not from truck? swanson but it was just it was a random like windshield company it was but just yeah, a company yeah <laughs> That reminds me, I used to work in a warehouse and you could just slip the drivers of these big rig trucks, just slip them a 20 and they'll give you a box of wine or whatever right off of the truck. Oh, shit. Yeah, because they're making $20 and it's like, oh, yeah, they just put it in the log, it, it broke or whatever. And then, bam, it's like, yeah, shit, I they're making money and you just got $200 worth of wine for $20. Yeah, I, I assume that they would have to um over overstock their order just for the sake of breaking shit. Dam yeah, damaged units. <laughs> units. Damaged units. That sounds like a band. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a horror story of masturbating. Yeah, it sounds like a Austin Powers rejected title. <laughs> Austin Powers and the broken unit. Damaged. <laughs> Dude, I still I'm still not over this fucking cold shit. Like I'm still oh. like congested as fuck, man. It's annoying. I've nothing's kept, uh, stuck with me this long. Like you I just want to like snot rocket everywhere right now. You sound like a super maniac to me. Well, snot rocketing can be fun. Snot rocketing can be fun. And then you can create like little sculptures from your snot rockets. See, but thing is, I can't ever differentiate my snot from my semen or my ejaculate to be more accurate. And so, <laughs> do yeah. Do you dispose of them in the exact same place? Yes, I do. 
<laughs> down my shower drain and also <laughs> your dirty the... dried up condoms that you leave laying next to the bed of your or the floor of your bed. Oh, well, I'm more of a jerker offer than a sexer at the current time in my life. So I don't waste condoms because I'm afraid I might need one one day. <laughs> just in case. So I'm just getting invisible broads naked and uh, pregnant. Yeah, getting them naked and pregnant. My <laughs> mind isn't working properly, apparently. I'm just, <laughs> my invisible broads have to be naked before they get pregnant, apparently. It's kind of how it works, man. I guess well, so. Well, I guess when they're imaginary, anything goes. So... In true failed philosopher's fashion, I'm going to go back to this. Do you know why nightmares are called nightmares? Um, uh, I was trying to come up with a witty saying or something witty to say, but I got nothing. Okay, so then you failed. Enlighten me. So there's two reasons that people say this, and neither one. Number one. Neither one of them might be right, so maybe neither <laughs> of them are right. Okay. However, just, just tell me what you got. Well, you have to do that number one thing again. That was pretty dope. Okay, ready? Number in one. A, in a world. Wait, sorry, what? Number one. Um. So number one is sleep paralysis. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we've talked about this several times. That is the old crazy hag. shit. The old hag that people reportedly see when they have the sleep paralysis or the shadow people no the old hag i'm literally telling you what nightmare is so the old hag yeah shut up sit down learn something (laughs) so the old hag uh she is what nightmare is actually named after the the woman that uh, comes at night mare you know mara kind of thing so that's one interpretation and that's because it's so widely experienced this Mm -hmm. this situation where you know it's sleep paralysis but you open your eyes and you see an old lady in your room looking at you laughing at you sometimes like hovering over you grandma this this kind of thing Mm. yeah but if you're in a studio apartment and grandma don't have the key yeah that's some scary shit yo and then the other one wait wait number two exactly good timing mara and mara was said to be a female that died of age before she could have sex so she died a virgin and she actually rapes men and horses in their sleep and that's (laughs) where do i sign If you've had wet dreams, that's where they came from. You got Thank, fucking molested. Thanks, <laughs> Matter of fact, I believe on Netflix, there is a movie called Mara now that is about such a thing. Maybe not explicitly the dying of virgin and raping guys, but there's a girl named Mara. And she's oh, then I have no reason <laughs> to watch it now. You fucking ruined it for me. <laughs> But yeah, so Mara is, speaking of that, I'm going to cut off in a second, but that, the nightmare and Mara, that is some scary shit, dude. Um, but which part? All well, of it? Being raped by a ghost at night. 
Uh-huh. That's pretty scary sounding shit. Because, I mean, we already got aliens in the asshole. And now, now we got to watch out for these fucking broads, these apparitions. Well, Just... as long as I don't have to pay for child support, I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's a ghost babies. good thing. Little ghost babies everywhere. That... No, thank you. That would be interesting to have a little ghost I'll pimp be a following you around. Ghost dad. Deadbeat ghost dad. <laughs> I like it. That sounds like another band. <laughs> deadbeat, deadbeat ghost dad. Rah, 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 deadbeat ghost dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the other thing I was going to get at was, uh, forgive me because I'm white and I don't speak Spanish, but... You know the scary story that if you're La Llorona. Yes, you're not supposed to say her name. La Llorona. <gasps> but Blumhouse has made the movie and it looks great. I've been anticipating it for a while and it looks amazing. And you know, no. I was go ahead, say what you're gonna say. I'm not I don't know what the actual official story of La Llorona is like. I know she drowns her kids in the lake somewhere. Let me give you the story then. The story. Okay. Let me do it. Let me do it now. Hey, Billy, tell me the story. I'm yeah, so well, excited. You, let me tell you the story because so <laughs> I was just a youngin about 10 years ago or so. Young whippersnapper. Coming in off of the streets living that homeless life. Uh-huh, coming. And this family, a Mexican family, took me in. Fucking racist. Hold, this is part of the story. Hold oh, on. Okay. Go ahead. And so I was kind of told about some cultural things. And some of the things were um, there are some haunted roads in the area that, you know, there's always haunted roads in certain places. And people will tell you the stories like, I won't ever take that road at a certain time of night, blah, blah, blah. It's just too scary. And bad shit happens. Well, when we were searching around for these roads, because I'm an idiot and I always want to go see where people are too afraid to go, my buddy decides to tell me the story of. You can't La... take. Yes. Yorona. That's that she. I won't say her name or she'll come to get me. So, the idea is this: I was told that. The story is, I guess she drowned her kids or she found her kids dead, regardless. Whichever it was, different variations. She hears the sound of a child crying. Or or not, not necessarily that. As if a child hears the sound of her moaning and crying. If they hear it and they acknowledge it. All you have to do is acknowledge it. She will come and take you away and i believe drown you something along those lines yeah I, so, I, I believe there's like a couple of different renditions of the the story but it's yeah there's along there's, the same lines yeah exactly but hearing that thing and even though i was already 20 plus years old and hearing that it scared the shit out of me <laughs> i was because because i have heard women crying very loudly in the middle of the night and does it come from your basement <laughs> perhaps never had a basement not in california at least but yeah i've heard that and you know if you acknowledge it like 
she has like superhuman ability to just fly right toward you and basically just kill you. And like she takes your soul and drowns it. It's some super scary shit. And I think I've told you this before. Anytime I go to a new place or I move to a new place, I always look up the haunted history of said place before because I'm an idiot like that. And it's interesting. I, I I told you before, dude. That that'd be so cool just to go like on a, um, uh, like a haunted world tour. Like I'm pretty sure I'd shit myself several times in some places, but that'd be cool. Like to go visit, um, the most haunted places in the world. Yes, remember there was a TV show. It was like on. Yes, it was Fox MTV. Family. Oh, there was. No, there was. The... You know what I'm talking about, though. No, tell me yours. Okay, so I I thought that's what you were talking about. So like MTV had this one thing. I, well, now you have me second guessing. So I think that's what it was. Where they'd have like a team of people. They would go travel to these most haunted places in the world, and they would have um, challenges. And one person would have like a self uh, like a self mounted camera, and they would have they have to go f- um, pick up an item from a certain location. Fear, yeah, that shit. Um, yeah. I remember that, but I don't remember it from that. So I've seen a lot of different variations, and that sounds very familiar. There was also one where they had families that kind of did the same thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. they had little little tasks that they had to complete. Uh, and yeah, so they, they would have those, those waist chest cameras. Mm-hmm. So it would be like on a gooseneck thing, and it would show their face while they were running around. And then they would have like these setup things where drawers would open and and kind of cheesy stuff that they made look real. Right. And it was kind of cheesy, but it was cool. But yeah, they would they would go in these crazy places. And, you know, there's places in the world that they say people have never survived an entire night there. Like they they will never sleep over. And, you know, that guy, Zach Baggins from uh, Ghost and was it the Ghost Adventures guy? Um, I, I don't know who he's, what he's from. It's Ghost Adventures. Oh, okay. So, I, I think like I mentioned... Ghost Hunters, and there's so many different ghost yeah, well, hunting... I know the Ghost Hunters one because they were plumbers, and they also went to my town in Arkansas and found a ghost. Mm-hmm. So, so... Ooh, okay. Ooh. Uh, side note, let me, let me put a footnote here. Uh, when you're done with that story, ask me about Arkansas. Okay, finish. Okay. So what I was going to say is I would in my lifetime at some point, because it's scary and being in my own room that I am sitting in right now with every single light off and the electricity completely out is fucking horrifying. I think I mentioned in the past that I think I'm in, I'm afraid of the dark. And so I would like to go to one of those places where they say no one can survive a night and actually try to just sit there all night and i mean because it's going to be pitch black there's nothing you can do in there well the reason why i was bringing up zach baggins is he actually they they made a movie called uh hell house or demon house i think it was and i don't know if you saw this it was in it was like either wisconsin or michigan or someplace so he bought the world's most haunted house and they say it was like a, a gateway to hell or something there. And apparently, supposedly, and this is true, he does he has to use these now. He has to use these spectral glasses 
because while he was investigating this house, uh, he like experienced some paranormal activity and it blinded him. Uh, he crossed the streams. That's what it was. It was something very similar to that. But this really <laughs> happened and he really has to wear these crazy glasses now. I don't know if maybe he got he had some equipment hit him in the face or something like that and it eventually blinded him somehow, but mm-hmm. he really did get blound by this blound? He blound is blinded. Wow. <laughs> he got blound by this thing. Uh-huh. And and that to me is super spooky because say if you did go into one of these dark rooms and decided to try to stay there overnight, right? could something really happen? Because there's things that it seems like the answer would be really obvious. It's like, why doesn't somebody just go figure it out? Right. That's what Mythbusters are for, right? Right. But it doesn't seem like anybody's actually gone and done these things that would just clearly make you realize, okay, somebody has actually survived staying overnight at this place. It's like yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, there's a there's a haunted house attraction down in San Diego where like there's a waiting list for it's something like three months long or something, and you have to sign up and then they say not even military, marine type people can get through it. Not a single person has ever survived all the way through it. And what about what about geeky system administrators? Probably. Yeah, I'm down. Because how else actually, do you get I... into the basement of Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I actually be in San Diego, I think in June. Yeah. You hear that, Fappers? You can meet Super Maniac. <laughs> Watch me die. As Watch him fap away in the dark. <laughs> What's that sound? <laughs> so Arkansas. Oh, okay. So I, uh, I remember telling you um, that I never really met my dad or my dad's family or anything like that. Down that dusty older road. Mm-hmm. Um. So I asked a family member the other day, I was like, like, I have no idea about my dad's side. So come to find out. So my grandfather, so my grandfather was stationed. um, I don't know where he's originally from. I didn't get that answer. Um, But he ended up being stationed in Arkansas and met my grandmother there. And they knocked some boots which my dad was formed and I was derived from that. So I actually, so my family's, my dad's family is actually from Arkansas. Told you we're brothers. Yeah. We're, we're brothers and and cousins and probably boyfriends. Brother cousins. Hey, you want to take a cold shower with me? (laughs) You want a spoon brother? Yeah, buddy. We can fork afterwards, too. <laughs> A family reunion. Oh, yeah. That's also Tuesday night in my house. <laughs> That's tradition around here. <laughs> so as soon as I heard that, I was like, dude, I got to tell Deadly this because Arkansas, Arkansas. Wow. We're like, we're like soulmates now. 
What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. We're like cum brothers. What? <laughs> wait, wait. You, you what the fuck me at soulmate or soul and soulmates? <laughs> and now you want to become brothers. See, that's how you become <laughs> brothers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> It's blood uh, brothers, but it's translucent. That's true. And salty. Wait, what? <laughs> so wait, so I've heard. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my amazing Arkansas joke. But um back to the whole ghosting dude, like I'm so down to spend the night. I, you know, I wanna be a cool like Macho man and say I'd go spend the night by myself. I'm pretty sure I'd bitch out. Um, but I'd be down to like go spend the night somewhere with someone in a supposedly haunted location and like either vlog or like just just record it somehow. Dude, let me tell you this idea I've had for a long time. So you know with the ghost adventures guys those are the ones that they go to these places and then they get like a hammer and nails and some boards and they actually board themselves in and they lock themselves in and they shutter themselves in so it's completely pitch black inside yes they they shutter themselves in Mm -hmm. and they they do that and then they have somebody standing outside or coming back to get them and free them in the morning so they're supposed to stay overnight in these crazy ass places and people freak out and they have to leave and and it's just craziness well they go in there with all this crazy equipment and you know they try to provoke the spirits and all that stuff and you know what i would do if i was a fucking ghost hunter and i had unlimited resources i would go to a house that is the owner's claim that it's haunted like they truly believe it's haunted and i would pretend i was a furniture supplier type company and i wouldn't acknowledge anything about being ghost hunter or anything like that at all i wouldn't give any hints or clues i would just be like oh yeah we have to take your couch for a while oh yeah we have to take this potted plant for a while oh yeah we have to take your kids stuffed animal for a while like I would take this shit and embed secret cameras and microphones, and then I would just put it all back. And I would not have cameras that could be seen. I would not have anything that could be visibly detected by a human or ghost. And then, without ever cluing the ghosts in, because I'd figure ghosts are probably pretty smart individuals. I, I'd assume so, depending on their... They could put two and two together. So then I would just, you know, fucking candidly spy on some fucking ghosts. It'd be, you know, fucking voyeur city for the ghosts and see if that shit's really happening. Could you imagine just catching a ghost like red handed being like, (laughs) boo. I don't like, motherfucker, you count me. And then he packed up his suitcase and went. 
Now, now they have suitcases. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what's well, actually was... kind of cool? What's that? Is, oh, man, I'm having a brain fart right now. I can't remember which serial, serial killer this is. I, I want to say Ted Bundy. Um, did I, I told you that my plans are to move to Washington State here. Hold on. Next... Hold on. You can't Wait. just say Ted Bundy. I told you my plans were to move, and then all of a sudden, all I'm thinking is, "Oh, this motherfucker is going go on a murder killing spree and shit." You, <laughs> you can't, you can't start sentences this way. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Is so Ted Bundy reminds you of your plans? Come on now. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I think it's Ted Bundy. I'm, I'm pretty sure, but I, um. So originally, I, I my plan was to go to uh, Washington State. Um, one of the uh, cities there or towns I wanted to stay to live um, was not in Seattle because Seattle's really congested and like the, the crime rate is fucking insane there. So outside of uh, Seattle, there's a Tacoma, mm-hmm. but I, I'm pretty sure it's Ted Bundy, but his childhood house is there. Uh-oh. Um, and I remember looking it up uh, a few days ago and I don't know when it was actually sold. So somebody had bought it and renovated it. <laughs> but like the um, the people, the company who had renovated it um, apparently had a shit ton of um, or experienced a bunch of uh, paranormal activities there. Uh-oh. Like just, like just shit just randomly falling over or, or, you know, coming in the next day and like shit was being like misplaced or some writing on the, on the wall. So <laughs> They ended up, I guess they ended up writing like uh, Bible passages on the wall before they painted it over or wallpapered it or whatever. But yeah, I had no idea that's what Tacoma uh, was known for. And I'm I'm pretty sure it is Ted Bundy. Was it Ted Bundy? I don't remember where he's from. I know he was in Florida for a while. He was in California yeah. for a while. I think right. He yeah, he was all over the place. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, um, pretty sure it was Ted Bundy. Didn't they just make a movie about Marilyn Manson's house? Marilyn Manson's house? I don't. Maybe they have. Or how about I'm thinking about Charles Manson? <laughs> yeah, Charles Manson's house. <laughs> okay. It was like the Charlie was this Manson like MTV Cribs family or... tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't hear anything about um, Manson's house. Yeah, Wait, where's he from? Movie. He's probably from Tacoma, Oregon. I mean, Washington. <laughs> Maybe he's next to it. Maybe he's come brothers with fucking Ted Bundy. Maybe. But I don't remember uh, Bundy being associated with, like, Satanism or... Isn't that, isn't that what Manson's thing was? Like, he's supposed to be like, super evil or some shit like that? Uh, I think he was just evil anyway. He was very manipulative. I don't know too much about it anymore. I used to know stuff, but some shit just leaks out of my brain. I have a little plug that I unplug sometimes and just psh, just let that shit go. I don't need it anymore. You don't have one of those? <laughs> I, I guess I can't say that I have. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. So I have to get down to the bottom of this because, uh, you know, I'm I mean, I'm a huge corn fan, and Jonathan Davis um, is a well. He used to be a serial killer memorabilia collector, oh, and shit. he actually had, um, yeah. So it was the 
the Volkswagen, he would um, tie their victims, victims down into and transport the bodies. He had that actual Volkswagen vehicle. That sounds like a Blaze to Dead homie song. I do not know what that is. Good for you. <laughs> so he would do that. He would transfer bodies in a Volkswagen. And so Ted Bundy had a, a VW bug. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Because there's pictures of him scouting out a murder. Like, I think he actually just m- murdered somebody after the picture was taken. There's a picture of him parked at a park. And he's in a yellow Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Um, but that's too tiny to be sticking some bodies in there, dude. Well, no, the there was no passenger side seat. It was ripped out. So it was just the driver's side, and I don't know if the back seat was still installed, but he would lay the bodies on the um where the passenger seat would be. That's still some contortionist type shit, man, because Volkswagen beetles are pretty yeah, tiny. tiny. Yeah, Their I engines know. are in the trunk. <laughs> That's true. So you were saying that, and you know what that reminded me of? A very hilarious movie I saw one time. You know what the serial killer reminded me of? It's a really funny joke. Here, here it is. <laughs> now, without any further ado. <laughs> no, but actually, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Rat Race. Have you seen that? Um, with, with John Lovitz? Oh, Rat Race. Um, John Lovitz. I, I can't picture John Lovitz, but when I hear Rat Race, it reminds me of... Um, is Scott's... Mr. Bean in it at all? Yes. Seth okay, then Green, yes. Rowan Atkinson. Yep. It's amazing. Wayne Knight is in it. An amazing fucking movie. And Whoopi Goldberg's in that bitch, too. Oh. You should have bought a squirrel. Wait, is that? Am I supposed to know that reference? Yeah, you should have bought a squirrel. <laughs> I, I so, guess. I guess I hadn't really paid attention to the movie then. This movie is great. Yeah, if you didn't see that part, then you didn't watch the movie. I I assign you this this weekend. Watch this <sighs> fucking movie. homework. Okay. Yes, watch this movie. It this movie's made me laugh out loud harder than probably any movie I've ever seen in my life. Besides movies that were intentionally just stupid, this movie is smartly stupid, but done very well. I love it. And plus, the song, the opening song, is so catchy. Rat race. Rat race. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah, you're right. It's super catchy. And you never super. forget the words. Yeah, it's, that's true. As but bad no. of memory as I have, I'm pretty sure I'll remember those lyrics. So, all of these stupid, happy accidents lead to some really amazing situations, such as, such as, uh, John Lovitz driving Hitler's car that he's stolen from a a neo-Nazi museum. <laughs> And it's uh, 
he's on a family tour with his family and he steals Hitler's car and he uh, burns his middle finger on a cigarette lighter. And so he flips off a biker gang because he's airing out his one finger. And I think it's like a lesbian biker gang or something like that. What? Uh-huh. And then they all surround him and start beating the hell out of his car. And they're like trying to like just kill him and the whole family. Yeah, I, There's I, two va- kids. I vaguely remember that. Dude, I, you do, I am going to have to watch it. You don't remember Prairie Doggin? Bro, this was like 2001. So. Yeah. Um, 18 yeah. years ago, motherfucker. Fuck, dude. This movie is genius. You know what's weird? It's like when you, it? hear, when you hear like 2001, 2000, like anything 2000s, like you think, oh man, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but man, yeah. we're fucking 2019, dude. Dude, 50 years ago Ugh, was, was the 70s, basically. Ugh. Right? Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, I was born in 1980, so... So 30 years uh, before that, the world is almost 30, exactly... 30 years before 1980. <laughs> That's 1950. <laughs> That's how math works, right? Yeah, yeah you just wing it. <laughs> so how about we say... <laughs> 1980 was what 40 years ago <laughs> it's bro it was it's not 1920 no. so what the it's, fuck? Not, it's not 1920 <laughs> it's not 1920 anymore is it no it's it's not i'm pretty sure it's all right. not. all right that that was worse than a brain fart that was brain <laughs> diarrhea um but yeah you know, speaking oh, yeah. of you speaking of 1980, you know what makes me fucking feel so old is when I sign up for shit and then you have to put a year you're born and I have to keep fucking scrolling until I get to <laughs> 1980. Like it's not, it's not even like one scroll. It's like scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, here, here, here where I was born in the fucking <laughs> ancient times. <laughs> I know. Imagine being 60 today. Those guys would just give up. Like you know? fuck, it's not even here. <laughs> You get a fucking finger cramp just scrolling down. Oh, uh, dude. That. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so I just don't sign up for shit anymore. Fuck it. Me neither. I, anytime there was job applications and stuff in my life and it required to be online, I just gave up. I was like, I cannot fill all this shit out. I hate filling out forms on the internet. And so... And even when I did, I never got a call back. So now, if even if it's something I want to purchase, and they're like, "Oh, you have to sign this, 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 and this, and put in this information and your address and all that," I'm like, "I guess I don't need it that much." <laughs> um, it could be life saving medicine. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was it was it pissed me off because like um, Steam um, would always ask me my my birthday. Even though I kept putting it in, I, I remember saying, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm just going to put it in wrong this one time. And it ended up being like me being 17 years old. Then I couldn't even fucking watch. Like, I couldn't even watch, um, like, 
um, mature rated um, like trailers. Dude, Are you fucking kidding me! Like I had to like I don't even remember how to do. Like I couldn't just change my age because like the age was like cached and like it would always remember that I'm 17 fucking years old. <laughs> yeah, you so, fucked up. Yeah. See, that's the funny thing about watching porn now. If you go on one of those sites, you can be like, yeah, I was born in 1992. And they're like, here you go. <laughs> Dude, I used to be so fucking nervous, like, before, obviously, I was 18. Um, oh, yeah, I would always be the, ask, yeah, the I'm wrong like, age. I'm like, oh, fuck, like, you know, they're going to know I'm not. And, yeah, but fuck it. You got to see yeah. titties. You got to see titties. There's num, just num, no num, getting num, around num. that. But seriously, with those age restriction things, because I used to go on to Resident Evil sites and they'd always have to ask you to to put in the age. And I realized one time I was like, I'm way older than this now. I can just put in, at the time it was like 1993 or something like that. I could put that age in and I'd be like, yeah, you're old enough. I'm like, really? Wow, this is crazy. Even though I was... 20 something years old yeah and that was in the early 2000s you know what really pisses me off i mean i don't i don't think i look like i'm gonna be 40 but i sure as fuck don't look like i'm under 21 and like you go to a grocery <laughs> store and like i'm buying like beer or whatever and then just to be cute I'm like oh <laughs> you know can i see your id it's the and law then... though <laughs> okay <laughs> There's no fucking way I'm going to be mistaken as a 21-year-old or even younger. I don't know, man. I've seen some fucking old-ass-looking young dudes. You ever seen Army Hammer? Oldie, old, old-ass old young dudes? Young-ass... <laughs> young, old-ass-looking young. young dudes. <laughs> don't don't twist my words around. Old-ass-looking young dudes. That's it. But, okay. So, okay, yeah, I get it. It's the law or whatever. But you can tell just by how they ask you they're just trying to be cute so to make you feel better about yourself because they're probably what 16 17 years old to them you're an old piece of shit anyways so just to be cute like oh can i see your id <laughs> and that fucking one day i don't have my wallet and i get fucking denied at 38 years old that i can't buy a fucking case of beer because i forgot my fucking id because it's the law you gotta have your id fuck the law you don't get a bonus dick sucking in there, no. Um, that's not what I heard. <laughs> they, yeah, it's the law. You gotta, you gotta be IDs, man. They're gonna have biometric shit. One day you're just gonna have to come in a cup, and I'll be like, "Yep, you're old enough." Just jizzle over their face and say, "Go process that, bitch." They probably would. They'd be like, "Okay, I've been bukkakeed enough. I know the drill." <laughs> No, that that should fucking okay. What I'm okay. This it's also with a a person that you've gone to multiple times, so they kind of know you already. Okay, well they think you're working for ABC. Then I don't know what fucking ABC is. It's the alcohol cunt holes bureau of control. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I like mine better. Assholes, bitches, and cunt holes. That works. <laughs> Assholes, bitches, and cunt holes. Yeah. Cunt holes. When was, when, was the last, when was the last time you said that word? 
When was the last time you said cunt? Oh, I say that shit all the time. Do you? I, I've gotten thrown out of relationships for saying that word. So, I mean, I don't, I don't find it um, necessarily more abusive than any other fucking word that I ever say. But it's just something that it's not in my vocabulary normally. Vocabulary like, obviously isn't even in your vocabulary. <laughs> what did I say? Vocabulary. Oh, yeah, that that shit. So, remember that the the app that I was talking to you about uh, the other day it was like uh, Anygram or some shit like that. Yes, I was sir. From different countries, and the people from fucking Australia, do they throw that shit around like it was like they're calling you like your homie, <laughs> like. Yeah, you fucking like, cunt. You fucking called me. You just called me a cunt. Like, there's some fucking fighting words here, man. Dude, but, if you can't handle cunt, you're a pussy. The fuck, did you just call me a cunt. Oh, that's not bad. Um, but no, it's 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 funny. I don't know why that word is so, um, forbidden or tabooed or I don't know what the fuck you would call it, but it's because it's because of the power behind it. Yeah, yeah, but so what's the, what's the difference between between calling somebody a pussy or a cunt? One of them has a sharper edge to it. Because <laughs> a cunt just sounds like a kind of knife that's rounded and you just pull it off of your boot and just slit someone's throat with it. Uh-huh. That's what a cunt sounds like. A pussy sounds like you throw some gel at them and be like, here you go, dissolve. <laughs> that's what it sounds like? Yeah, pussy. It sounds like it's not very well contained. Hmm. I don't know. I just never understood the why it's uh, one of the worst words that you could say by some people. Well, like I, said, I, I, don't, I don't fucking use it. I said that I, about racist words and you didn't agree with me, so I can't agree with you here. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? The reason words are so powerful, I'm like, yeah. They don't need to be that powerful. Um, I don't know. Can't. There's there's meaning behind it that offends people. That's why they're so powerful. So you're you're hurting people by saying cunt. You fucking yeah, cunt. But like, if if you were to ask somebody, so if you just randomly called somebody a cunt that you would normally just call like a pussy or a bitch, whatever. Well, they wouldn't like being called a pussy or a bitch either. But you don't know that. This but if you called him a cunt, that'd be like <laughs> you don't know that they... <laughs> a line has been drawn. Yeah, because it's about intention. Because people in America know that cunt is such a bad word that if you've chosen to say it, you mean complete and utter disrespect toward them. All right. So what if you're talking dirty? I'm like, oh, baby, I'm gonna fuck your pussy so hard. Okay. So I'll be like, ooh, your cunt's mine. Like, <laughs> like. You can is say that. that. Yeah. Can, can That's you? perfectly acceptable. Is it? Okay. Well, I have to try that next time. This Ladies. has been <laughs> advice from Dennis. <laughs> Who's up to bat? <laughs> your cunt's mine. Come here, you little cunt nugget. <laughs> That's when the pussy's all swole. Cunt nugget. Cunt hamburger. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know how we got into the whole that whole subject. I don't know. You started talking about cunts, and yeah, I don't know. That's where we went. That's that's how it usually goes.
though this whole thing i've said it before it's the intention behind words someone said on twitter the other day that you cannot give offense you can only take offense and you can pass offense along like a baton in a fucking marathon or what is it a triathlon whatever those things are called yeah but the other person can refuse to take it so you can pass it along but you can't force offense onto somebody they have to openly accept it and a lot of people don't realize that they don't have to take it so they just take it anyway and then they're offended are and you are you like what are you offended by i'm offended by people thinking i'm offended usually so usually what what bothers me the most and i've told you this before i believe on here is if somebody gets mad at something i don't think they should be getting mad at but they're mad at me because of it then i get angry because i'm like why the fuck are you angry about this and i'm like damn it what <laughs> yeah. did i do now <laughs> shit <laughs> now i'm just perpetuating this fucking anger right now I, I get that and i'm like, also yeah go okay. ahead no no, no i'm just saying like, just like um everybody everybody's just i don't know it's just life's life's too short to be pissed off about fucking words <laughs> you know what i mean like it's the yes yeah, uh, yeah somebody called you a bitch or an asshole oh so yeah deal with it like oh sorry my bad like you know like if if it was if you were really an asshole like okay my bad yeah i was an asshole just own up to your shit like don't be so defensive to where like it, it ends up getting violent or well there's a very cultural thing there there's a, a misperception of disrespect it, it's really really bad and these guys that have this uh cultural background of saying like their parents will instill in them don't ever let anybody disrespect you you the take whole charge ma machoism mentality not, no it's not machoism it's just stand your ground don't ever let anyone take your your sense of respect away don't don't ever let anyone disrespect you you're worth more than that and so people grow up protecting their respect in such a way that they do it through coercion and it's very dangerous yeah no i i mean i i get that and i used to be i used to be that guy like in school like when i was younger you know trying to be i don't not macho but like I guess pride would take over um, and things that people would say about me. And yeah, I, I would take offense and, you know, shit would happen. But I guess when you get older, it's like, fuck, dude, like, there's better shit to worry about than what people fucking say about you. See, that's one of the things that they say about when people get older, they just don't give a fuck anymore. What's weird, though, is... My perception of humans changed when I saw my grandparents arguing with each other. And I realized, oh, grandparents are just kids that got older. They're still, you know, they're just humans. They're arguing with each other. Their feelings get hurt, just like everybody else. Yeah. And, and there's this point where people do come, I guess they have revelations and whatnot, where 
they realize some things just aren't worth wasting energy on. And I've gotten a lot of that already this early on in my life. And it took a lot of hard times to get there. But now I don't worry so much about so many of these things that a lot of people worry a lot about. Like, if somebody was to cheat on me, they it's not a done deal for me. I would still be willing to have a relationship with a woman that cheated on me. Because I believe if there is love, if that's a real thing, then having her cheat on me just for me to throw everything away and give up on it completely, that isn't fair to the love. That isn't, there's no way to, there's no, you know, mending of it, of the wound or whatever. And to me, it just feels like it's a toxic relationship in the first place. If one instance of being cheated on completely tears the entire foundation apart and the whole structure falls down completely. Well, then you're a better man than me because there's, there's no way. Because, like, yeah, I can probably forgive the person, but being... I can I can forgive to the point where like I'm not upset anymore because it's just there's no point in being upset about something you can't change, right? But uh, in the same sense, I could not be, I couldn't continue to be in a relationship with this person because the whole time in the back of my mind, um, the person is still going to be untrustworthy to me. And well, that's the whole point about it, though. Do you have like reasons why? trust is such a big deal to you well, like, fuck, well yeah dude like but you're, trust you're bearing you're bearing your fucking soul and your secrets to this person exactly and they're bearing their soul and secrets to somebody else and their vagina so i mean i can't fucking wholly well, trust somebody but why do you trust somebody why mm-hmm. do you value that that's that's where i came from because i was very much the exact same way wait I, why value what though that's I don't know exactly how to put it, but that what you were saying, where you you open up to somebody and then they you feel violated or hurt by their actions, and so it's not even necessarily you feel like actions. you can't you can't trust them again. Well, yeah, so it's different between. Um, I can forgive the action, like I can forgive the physical actions of cheating but the um, the emotional part of um of cheating um i can i can forgive but i won't forget it I, you know i i can't i can't just let it go right because, but, but why mm-hmm. not because that's that's the point i'm well, getting well, at. Maybe, that's, maybe that's just me i i, I hold uh I, I hold an emotional attachment in a right. relationship in a higher regard as far as uh the physicality part of it. Well, see, that's even, even if you, even if you're just thinking about cheating, I'm like, then shit's fucking wrong. Like if you're, if you're emotionally already gone from this relationship, then obviously we're not meant to be like, you're, you're, you're not focused on us. You're focused on this other dude that you met. Okay. Well then go be with the other person. Like I'm not, I'm obviously not the one for you. I'm not going to force you to be with me. But I, if I have to convince you that you're 
that you love me, then that's that's not that's not love. Like you shouldn't. So you shouldn't yeah, have that's to, like exactly what I'm talking about. Where do you get this idea that love is this bond between two people? And where do you get this idea that there's supposed to be this thing? Well, I don't where... think I don't think you get it from anywhere. I think it's just kind of how an individual perceives it themselves. Like you don't really learn this because uh, everybody perceives love in a different way. Um, it's just me personally. That's just that's how I see it. Yeah, but I feel like you probably see it that way because you've been influenced to see it that way all your life. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, there's no, <laughs> like, there's no influence of, yeah, this is this is how you should love. Like, you'll love. You don't you think know. so? You don't think every single person on the planet that gets paired up and there's boyfriend and girlfriend and all these illusions all around the world don't affect the way that you perceive things and think oh yeah i believe marriage should be between a man and a woman and i believe like well no because i i i'm i don't i'm not convinced that people should get married like I, i'm against marriage I, I won't i'll never get married so why why do you value marriage but or not i, I don't value marriage yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying is why do you not value marriage but you value two people being together and being in love and only with each other. Well, I mean, I mean, what, what really is a, is a marriage as opposed to you finding somebody that, um, that you're emotionally attached to and can see, you know, waking up next to for the rest of your life. I mean, you can do that, you know, outside of marriage, like, but see, that's the thing is why, what would make you think you wanted to be with somebody like that for the rest of your life? That's a strange decision for someone to make because you're well, looking. What's a, what's a strange decision to make is like you, you find somebody and you're with them for several years, let's say like 10 years and you're doing everything that a married person would have. You, you may even have kids. And right. then, so what's the difference between living that lifestyle, but, and then, feeling like you have to get married at that point. Like that's, that's what I don't understand. Well, see, you could be with someone forever and never get married and yeah. be just fine. But mm -hmm. the thing is the thing that I'm getting at is there is no, I don't know. There's no real rule book. Jealousy is a very innate part of life apparently. And I see it as people's, I, and I've touched on this at a an earlier podcast we've done is it seems like people are so afraid of having to bear themselves to somebody go through the scrutiny and the the evaluation process and the filtering process of meeting a new person and actually building up another relationship enough to you know be accepted to be able to stick your dick in them to be able to enjoy time in between sex, like all these different things. It's a lot of work and people are afraid to do it again, not because it's a lot of work, because mm -hmm. they're not exactly sure that anyone else is going to give them the time of day to do that again. And I think that is a really big reason as to why people get extremely jealous and people become very possessive of people. And 
why we live essentially the way that we do. And see, I don't, I, I think I've, I've moved on from the whole jealousy thing. Um, and you know, obviously like when I was, when I was younger, I'd get into I, certain situations where, and I'm sorry to cut you off. So I, no, no, you're good. So, I mean, I would get into certain situations where I would be jealous and then it turned into an argument and, and whatever. But like, I, I'm, I think my mentality more now is just if, um, just, I, yeah, just the, the mentality aspect of the relationship. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sweat over something stupid. Like, okay. You know, she has a, a male friend, um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be stupid about that, but like, yeah. But if she cheated on you with that male friend, then you would. It would all fall apart. Well, oh yeah, of course. See, yeah, that's, because I, I because the, I because I, I trusted her at the, I trusted her at this point. So what is there? What is to... that? What is that trust though? That's what I'm trying to ask. Like, oh, the 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 trust being able to um maintain our relationship, not. But why can't outside. you do that with another dick inside of this hypothetical woman? Why, why can't you do that? Oh, oh, because I I enjoy the I enjoy the um, emotional attachment to one person and so vice it's versa. A, a bit of almost narcissism, insecurity. Um, I don't. Like I don't. Just, nece just... Not necessarily. I, I don't think it's uh, insecurity. I think it's. Um, I guess it's narcissistic, narcissistic in a way, because I want her to be with me. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it's insecurity in itself. I think that's just the way I, I like your relationship is just, um, being kind of one on one thing. But insecurity, I don't, I don't think that's the case. For myself, I mean, it's not. I'm not speaking for everybody else, but for myself, that's how I see it. Right. Well, see. My point of view that I even have, it's not something I was born with. It was something that was hammered into me because, and it wasn't through any other person other than my own experiences, but I was with this girl for a while and we were not in a relationship. We were friends and we were friends with benefits, mm -hmm. but I was friend zoned by her at the same time. So I was friend zoned with benefits. Mm -hmm. And that was really painful. It was like, leave it to me to be friend zoned with benefits. It's fucking painful though. If you're, if you want something emotionally with someone and all this stuff and you don't get it, you only get the sexual part and not the other part of the connection. That was really hard to deal with. And, but the thing was, was she was openly having sex with other people. Mm -hmm. And that didn't bother me uh, because for one thing, I knew that she was making sure everyone was tested and was doing all this stuff. So I didn't have anything to worry about on that front mm -hmm. because I knew she was taking care of herself and that didn't bother me. And I used it as an experience to actually not be jealous, to be able to say, hey, do what you need to do. I'm here mm -hmm. if you need me, but I'm not going to invest all of me into you so much so that if you are gone, I don't have me anymore, that I have to find myself again. Right. And mm -hmm. in experiencing that, 
I realized I don't want to do that in any relationship ever again. And maybe being able to trust someone that much, maybe there is a different kind of love that you can feel. And maybe that is where you get the maximum amount of that love, that feeling, that endorphin rush and all that. Maybe that comes from investing so much of yourself because high risk, high reward. So maybe there's a lot to that. But yeah. I've also go ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna say yeah. No, I, I I get where you're coming from. I mean, I've I've been in relationships where it was um a, a friends of friends with benefits type of situation. We were damn near basically boyfriend and girlfriend. But the deal was, um, was if she I mean she can go on dates with other guys. I had no issues with it. But if she wanted to sleep with them, then just let me know. Like if you're if you're sleeping with somebody else cool i have no problem with it but let me know because um i would probably cut I, I would probably cut the the sexual aspect of our our relationship off only because of the whole uh std thing really freaked me out so yeah no that's, that's I, but there no no emotional attachment i mean we were still friends afterwards i mean everything was good once it became clear in 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 a relationship that i wanted to maintain uh, emotionally, physically, then that's that's the type of relationship. Then, um, the whole cheating thing would come into play. How I described it earlier, right? And I think the STDs and having babies thing. I think that, like having, let's say, a baby with mental retardation. What would be the proper word for that? A mental, I mean, disabilities. I mean that's that's the proper word for I get I, I guess but um so people you know those never yeah go ahead yeah no one will ever accept that anymore right. but <laughs> that's those are the fears right they want mm -hmm. like a, a thoroughbred child and so I well, think I don't those... I don't know if I don't I don't know if mental illness is the main part of the reason I'm STDs yeah, yeah no it's scary to begin with. <laughs> like I was saying, it's uh, all of those things. But mm -hmm. a lot of those things, I think that's why nature instills jealousy in people. Because mm -hmm. we're being protective of our seed. And I believe that has a lot to do with why people do throw away relationships immediately. Even though it's kind of outdated. If someone was to cheat, like, with me, I don't hold that kind of value in things. Um, for one thing, I was so bad that in order to get over a really bad breakup I had, I just imagined all the worst things that could happen happened. So right. my, my ex-girlfriend was mm -hmm. gang-banged and loving right. it, cocky yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. <laughs> so yeah. that if it did actually happen, I would know how to deal with it. So I put right. myself And it wouldn't hurt you as bad because you were kind of expecting it. Exactly. So I, yeah. I put myself through hell and then I never found out if any of that stuff happened or not. Uh, it seems like none of it actually did. But yeah, because so I used to live in a really tiny town and there was only two roads in this town besides in the actual neighborhoods. So there was two highways and they went straight through the, the towns. My house's address was on the highway and if you heard a siren, you know, it was a very tiny town. If you heard a siren going by, it was like 
oh my god who do i know that is in need of an ambulance right now right you know what i mean that fear happened there and with that going on and this had nothing to do with relationships but that is where that started with me was like i just have to imagine the very worst things that could happen happened so that it's not going to devastate me when i find out what actually did happen right and so that was my mentality and that was my mentality going into that relationship and everything but i kind of forgot about it until after things got bad and that i think it really helped me in a lot of ways for one thing it's really bad when you just jump to conclusions and think the worst things possible especially mm. when you're in the middle of a relationship that will really fuck a person up or fuck yeah. a relationship up mm -hmm. so that was really bad but the coping mechanism afterward was very healthy for me and it allowed me to get through so many things and uh, your your coping mechanism being the thinking of the worst regardless uh, of yeah getting myself prepared to any of the right. worst things that could happen right so what that actually led me to do was ask myself why things were hurting me the way they were mm -hmm. and my way of thinking is you know start at the roots of the problem and figure your way all the way up till you figure out exactly what the problem is and what caused it so when you hear me say something like invest yourself into a relationship or a person and then i say oh you invest your entire self and then you that relationship or that person that person dies the relationship breaks up and then you're a broken person because you don't have any part of you left because you invested everything into everything else that's where that heartbreak comes from and i don't know if it's fair or not to not invest your entire self into somebody like i said if it's a high risk high reward situation and there is actually a difference then it makes sense to invest your entire self into somebody and hope that you guys can be together for the rest of your lives right but for me like i said if somebody cheated on me mm -hmm. for one thing i would never be with a person that didn't understand the way that i am because i'm upfront about it pretty quickly right and i will tell them i won't tell them things to trap them i won't tell them oh if you do this then i'm never going to uh, for example when somebody they'll start a relationship saying if you ever cheat on me i will kill myself <laughs> you know oh, what i mean yeah yeah that's, so that's... all of a sudden you're coercing somebody right whether you want to or not you're putting a uh, mental stress on them right so i and besides my... at, at that point then their feelings are are never going to be true all they're doing is just trying to keep you alive like, exactly feelings exactly and yeah so it's like if some i've always said this if somebody is unhappy if you're unhappy with somebody then you will in turn make them unhappy with you and there's going to be a disconnect there because people can sense when somebody else isn't happy because even if you're unhappy with somebody and that other person that you're unhappy with really wants to be with you and they try and they try and they try everything in their power to get you to be happy and for you to like them 
and they fail completely every time, then they become unhappy. And if you're sympathetic, then you're going to be sad that they're unhappy. And then that's what a lot of depression leads to when it comes to relationships and stuff. You see it plastered all over the internet. It's like people will say, yeah, I have a very loving, let's say it's a girl. She says she has a very loving boyfriend and he gives me hugs and, you know, kisses and tells me he loves me every day and all this stuff. But she goes through depression. And so even though that is really great, she still goes and kills herself because she's depressed. And so that love that he is giving her and it doesn't help her. Like if he really loved her after she died and everything and he was still compassionate about that. But then other parts of people, they're like, why didn't I gave her everything? Why didn't she love me back? Why was she still so sad? Like I wasn't enough for her. Yeah, you but there's I mean? a there's a there's a different variable in that though. I mean, there's there's clinical depression where I mean, it, it, her depression has nothing to do with the relationship in itself. Like Exactly. When you're clinically depressed, like there's there's nothing like it has to be a special something not not a relationship wise, but like to um try to relieve a mother's stress. Exactly. Not distress, their depression, sorry. Exactly. That's why I'm saying if somebody did invest all of themselves into that depressed person, but mm-hmm. they never got anything back out of it, humans are still going to feel that feel that pain. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna wonder why wasn't I enough? Well, of course. I mean, because you you you're emotionally attached to this person, and you feel emotionally responsible as well. So, I mean, regardless if it was out of your control, you're still gonna feel the guilt because. I mean, they're they're part of your life. You you vowed to protect them um, physically and emotionally. So yeah, it's I mean it's understandable to feel that way. Yeah, and that's why I ruined the relationship I was in. I've said this before. Is as a couple, I was you know I was trying to protect the couple, but she was opposing the couple. And so even though she was part of the couple, I was fighting against her to keep the couple alive, which doesn't make any sense because if I defeated her, I would defeat half the couple. So it's, there's a lot of things in life that are actually like that. And so my point in saying a lot of this is I, if somebody cheated on me, I would already be. I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting the worst. But I know, like the old Bob Marley saying, it's like you, everyone's going to hurt you because they're only human. So choose the people that you can tolerate it from. Because those, those are the, because it's going to happen. It's just, that's just part of life. People hurt mm-hmm. people. Right. And so you choose those people and you just kind of be ready for it. You understand, especially if you've been hurt before, you understand where people are coming from. And so you don't take that offense. You don't take that. Yeah. You don't take it as personally as you might, if you never felt that before. Right. And it, and it doesn't take a, it takes a certain relationship maturity level to achieve that. Cause um, I mean, being in your first relationship, 
and something bad happens, like that's going to be the fucking worst thing <laughs> that you feel like you've, you're going to experience in your life. But um, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like, it takes, it, it takes a basically trial and error uh, to get to that point, to that maturity level to like, you know what? I mean, shit happens. Like, like just move on from that. So as I've said before, I take cold showers in the morning. Yes. And uh-huh. the guy that actually introduced me to those cold showers, it was through an audio book of all things. Mm. He is openly in an open relationship. And he talks about how much it hurts, how weak he is mentally when even though he has permission to be with other women and his girlfriend has permission to be with other men. When they get together with somebody else, it still hurts him. Mm-hmm. And this is a very alpha male, masculine, manly man type dude. <laughs> I don't know if I can describe it anymore. No, in other ways. no <laughs> so, I understand. And the woman is a beautiful woman. And he is very, he is just very emotionally invested in it, I guess. And he's just not strong enough to be able to, to handle that. Well, it sounds like he shouldn't even have been in that relationship to begin with. See, that's kind of the thing I was thinking, but he's like, he really loves the girl and he holds on to her and they've been doing this off and on, I guess, for years. Yeah, so he's setting himself for disaster. He's gonna be—he's gonna be the one that's super depressed. Unless he can that. break out of that. Like well, yeah, it's possible because I'm. What is it? It is possible. Proof. He would just have to accept the situation is what it is. Like he got into a polygamous relationship, and that's just the way it's gonna be. I mean, if yeah. you go into a relationship like that, like you have to accept. Okay, so if you get into a relationship in a polygamous, polygamous, oh my God, polygamous relationship, you already know what you're getting. You can't if if you get depressed by it, it's kind of your own fault because you know what you're getting. Like you can't expect getting into that type of relationship because you love this one person, thinking you're going to change them. And yeah. If you, if you try to change them, then you're just going to make them unhappy, and then there's just two unhappy people. Yeah, and. This guy, he has gone through enough stuff, I guess, that he could handle it. But I think he needs to get heartbroken in order for it to happen. And I keep talking about him without mentioning him. But it's actually Aubrey Marcus. And uh, the book was called Own the Day, Own Your Life. Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's a breakdown of just one perfect day of optimization and it's really cool and it's not something i would normally listen to or get into but i had a lot of free time on my hands at that current situation and time in my life and i only took bits and pieces out of it there's different components to even the cold shower but i was just like i could take a cold shower i could do that much and (laughs) i did it and it worked and i even actually asked other people and it's got people interested because they noticed there was changes in me mm-hmm. and then even our producer 
I, I mentioned it to him and he's tried it and said there was results, which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome to me. And again, it's called own the day, own your life. And mm-hmm. to be honest, listening to this guy speak out loud, reading a book was not very easy for me to do. I can listen to him in a podcast speak all day long, but mm-hmm. reading a book, I was trying to get through it because I don't think I can listen to people lecturing me. Why Why is that? If you ever listen to people lecturing, you'll hear the intonation in their voice. And so if someone is telling you something directly, they will use a very human-like intonation and 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 I don't remember the proper word, but you know, the conveyance of what they're saying, the sound waves in which they're saying them in, uh, for what the word would be like gesticulation or something like that. So when it's just one on one or even two or three people, there is a certain way of speaking and hearing but if you're speaking to a child you're kind of doing this thing where you're talking down to them you're trying to make it so that they can understand you you're slowing your speech you're using different speech patterns Mm -hmm. and all of that and you'll notice that same tool is used when people are speaking in a a, like a lecture type way if they're trying to almost comes across like condescending Exactly. That's exactly what it it does. And to me, mentally, like you were asking me earlier, what offends me? Being condescended to, uh, it used to affect me quite a bit. Now it still does. Like if someone tries to tell me something I already know or. Oh, it it still bugs the fuck out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I try not to let it. And I've seen how it affects people that we both know. (laughs) So I understand that it's really uh aggravating yeah because i mean depending on the situation like depending what the subject is like i guess like me myself i've worked really hard on knowing the the things that i know in my career in particular so when people talk to me like it's my first day i'm like motherfucker like yes exactly like this is this is not my fucking first day. I've been in this fucking field for a long fucking time. Like, talk to me yeah. like you think I know what I'm talking about. That's exactly it. But you go to a TED talk and all of a sudden, what if I told you? And it's like, motherfucker, I'm right here. <laughs> you don't have to fucking talk to me like that. Could you imagine if a news anchor was just talking to you in person and they're like, today on 23 News, and you're just like. All right, motherfucker, I'm right here. You don't have to talk to me like that. You don't have to put on a show. There's no one else around. We're together in a car. There's no one else here. And I've heard Joe Rogan talk about that, and that's probably where I got a little bit of that idea in my head, but I've always had it. I just didn't put two and two together. Mm. And I know of Aubrey Marcus from Joe Rogan. So it really does, well, for one thing, it fascinates me that humans do that because can you imagine talking to a hundred people just like you're talking to somebody else, just one person? 
it's hard to imagine because in order to reach 100 people, you have to speak pretty loudly. So if you're speaking loud, then you're breathing harder, you're doing all this other stuff. So it makes sense that all of a sudden you start sliding your words into patterns and you start doing different things that would become condescending because you're trying to reach a bigger audience. You're trying to filter in your words so that they actually mesh with the audience because you have multiple people of multiple mindsets that you're trying to speak to. So you're trying to get this happy medium in there. And so it makes sense that what you're saying is going to sound different than if you're just talking to a person because like that showmanship and everything that happens with it. And so when I hear anybody talking in such a way, especially like my own mother would call me by my name and I'd be like, I know my fucking name. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a dick. Sorry, mom. And (laughs) I've I've told her that too. And I was like, I really hate that. And she'll still do it to this day. And I'm just like, you know what? I have to, I have to know. Because one of the things that she would do, and then I caught myself doing it, She'd go to a drive-thru and be like, I need a number three, two small fries, and a large milkshake. And I'd be like, do you really? Do you need that? I need that. My, you have <laughs> in to the think middle about- of the fucking drive-thru. <laughs> and the, the people in the the uh, the restaurant who was doing that were like, yeah, this bitch really needs this shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, she needs this, huh? I'm like, Maybe you should tell them you want this because I was channeling the employees because I also worked at McDonald's at one time. I'm like, nobody needs this stuff. What are you talking right. about? My mom was like, I'm paying for it. I need it. <laughs> so I was like, you know, now today is I'm like, all right, I get it. And then coming to California where these fuckers, there's that next mentality. As soon as you get there, you're supposed to already know what you're going to get. Right. Like, Bitch, I ain't looked at the menu yet. Right. And it's like, so I need this. Give me this. Give me that. It's like, damn, we're some needy people trying to order at fucking yeah, Burger we King. Are. <laughs> well, and, to to be fair, I mean, Burger King hasn't really changed much. So, I mean, if you're standing in fucking line for fucking 15 minutes looking at the menu, I mean. <laughs> what they do, they rearrange their damn combos and shit. Yeah, and then, but the Whopper's always going to be there. If you fucking order a Whopper after 20 minutes, like, you're the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So if you're blind like me and you can't see anything because I was blounded. <laughs> but yeah, so if anyone's, you know how it is. You can detect if the sound of people's speech patterns yeah. has changed. And yeah, so that condescending sound, it it's not pleasant. And so you can hear that even if like a girl is about to break up with you, it's like, we need to talk. And all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. She's changing things up now. And that stuff, it's powerful, man. All of that stuff is powerful. Yeah. And that's probably why I couldn't allow myself to really enjoy Aubrey's book is because he was reading it. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm not a two-year-old. You don't have to read this to me. Like, memorize your book and then just recite it. That would be so much more beautiful. It's a long ass fucking book though. You know, you know the, the other the other thing that 
the other thing that I find condescending is like, I, I'm a certain type of way to pretty much everybody. I'm, I'm me with everybody. You're mean. I'm me. Like me. Oh. Like, that you're I'm, like, I'm, I'm super maniac with everybody. No, like, so I mean, what you, what you hear, what you hear is what you get. And that's, that's, that's basically me. So, I mean, if I have a relationship with somebody, uh, even like professional relationship with somebody and we're like, yeah, you know, dicks, pussy, tits, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like my ass. And then later on, you're like, yeah, well, and then you, you treat me like you're a fucking, uh, like you're a fucking tech support agent. Like, come right. on, dude. Like if yeah. I do something, if I do something wrong, like, dude, like, you know what? You fucked up. Like, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because, uh, fucking Mr. Producer man's listening to us. And, I, and so it's funny cause he, I, I, well, I fucked up and, uh, he tried, he was talking to me and he was being polite and, and professional, but in my head, I'm thinking this, this asshole, like he's fucking being super condescending to me. Like, why don't you just tell me like I'm being a dick? Like just say, all right, just don't fuck up again. Like you fucked me over, like quit being an asshole. And, and then I'd be like, Oh damn dude, you're right. But when I'm, when I'm reading, when I'm reading what uh, his concerns are, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> Why don't you just like, why don't you just fucking beat the shit out of me? Like that's, uh, Reading oh, yeah. anything is so much worse than hearing it out yeah, loud. Yeah. Because cause you already have these negative <laughs> connotations. <laughs> you already have these <laughs> negative connotations. I'm laughing because I just got called a cunt by our producer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's funny. So like jumping to those negative conclusions, like I was saying. So when you read something, see, <laughs> I got to mention this. So. Back in high school, I was very much a loner, but I was very artsy. And I had to take all these classes. And this one class was a reading class, I guess. I don't remember. It was English literature or something like that. And we'd have to do a bunch of writing. And my teacher would always leave these notes. and. I don't know why, but she would read the, write these notes in red ink and there would be so adoring of me, like, like complete adoration. And I hope I'm using that word right. And so I'd be reading them like all smitten with these words, but imagining it was some hot girl or something or some cute girl. And so it became that every word I read was like a cute girl was reading it to me because I was so used to reading all of this stuff, especially if it was in red ink. And so you can really, in your mind, change what you're hearing when, when you read things. And the reason why I bring this up is because this fucking teacher found me on Facebook recently, <laughs> sent me a message, and... I saw it there for a couple of days and didn't acknowledge it. And then you want, I saw, you want to put him on blast? What? You want to name a name? It's a female. Uh, you, you, you want to put him on blast? No. <laughs> no. But let me tell you this. Uh -huh. She wrote me this and I responded to her. And then the bitch ghosted me. 
<laughs> she fucking got out, dude. I keep checking to see if she replaced or she replied, and nope. She done. She's fucking nightmared. She's ragaronaed me. <laughs> gone. She just fucking drowned your children. <laughs> dude, the thing about it is, is when I was in her class, I actually wrote this really dark fucking poem because we had to write like a limerick or some shit. Uh. And I wrote it. And then I felt to me it was way too dark. And so I erased it and then wrote something much nicer. And then she looked at the stuff, the remnants of what I had written, and then she kind of wrote it back out. And she was like, you should have kept this. This is so much better. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like about how the children had coal for eyes and the, the world was this deep, dark place. And I wrote how loneliness is this deep, dark cave where you're inside and you can see everybody but they can't see you and then i was i even wrote like loneliness is this long this rock in the middle of a pathway that everyone just walks around and and she was like wow this is some great stuff <laughs> but then she ghosted me it's fucked up man like 15 years later i, I would name that bitch's name right now like no. you know what? I'm still trying to I'm still trying to get good with her. Cause she All has right. some hot just, friends on Facebook. Just, just text just text just text me her name and I'll say it. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> she no, actually not... what's funny about her is there was rumors about her well she'd get in trouble because there's some bad stuff that happened. Um she actually really loved the kids and mm -hmm. she would her her daughter also went to the school and so she would be at parties with the kids while they were drinking and smoking and all this stuff and so she mm -hmm. would be at the parties chilling you know kind of chaperoning but still i guess smoking pot with them and having a good time too right and it was a small ass town so it was like everyone was doing it and but it was all these rumors and then everybody else was doing it exactly and so she was like this cool teacher she was trying to be cool i don't know but i always loved her and but there was a tragic loss her friends her daughter's friend died in a fiery car accident mm -hmm. at a really young age she was like 16 or 17 Damn. and so that kind of i think brought her closer to the kids yeah and then there was a whole bunch of uh, deaths and stuff, which is why I think she came back online recently is because another kid had passed away recently. And then it was just this. I think that's why she decided to contact me because <laughs> she hasn't talked to me in 10 years. And it's like, oh, shit, I wonder what this guy is doing, because like I said, all of those poems and stuff I was writing was like really dark shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. To be ghosted by your teacher, that's got to be a whole new kind of low. <laughs> Especially yeah, one it, 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 when you, in your mind you wrote the most epic shit ever, right? <laughs> You're like, dude, fucking gold, like fucking dip this in gold. This is it. <laughs> this, this is it. And dude, she was, she was a big fan of my work, and she knew it was so depressing. Mm. And then she comes back and treats me exactly the same way everyone else seemed to have treated me 
And I'm just like, I'm so glad I've like all that stuff we were talking about relationships and stuff from imagining the worst thing possible and going through it and preparing myself. I was, I'm able to, it doesn't bother me that she ghosted me. Like it's funny as shit to me that it's happened now. But she's still a bitch though. Of course. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Why would you check in on somebody after 10 years and then not reply to them? Like, <laughs> is she playing? I was a bitch. <laughs> she's, she's playing those mind games. It's like, oh, oh, I don't want to text him too soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to date your teacher over here. Jeez, <laughs> man. And she's not even a teacher I would have fucked. Like, I, I think I had some. Yeah, take that, there. bitch. He would have never I mean, fucked you. I probably would have fucked a male teacher before this lady. Oh, uh, well, that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, man? I got some beautiful people in my world. Have you ever fucked a male teacher? Um, fuck, dude. I guess I I can't say that I have. I I would recommend it if I enjoyed it, but I'm so afraid of fucking an ass because I heard you can cut your dick on it. <laughs> Fucking like an a, ass, is that what you said? Like, like a male butt? Because <laughs> it's so strong. Yeah, they'll I was... They'll, they'll just cookie-cut your dick. <laughs> it feels I, like really could. I'm going to cut this in half. I was, I was watching porn yesterday. It wasn't really even porn. It was a live cam girl. And she had a beautiful ass. And I was like, I would totally fuck this girl reverse cowgirl style. And... I was like, this is great. And then I started remembering about those horror stories, the guys cutting their dicks on ass bones. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if this would be cutting worth it. Cutting their dicks on ass bones? Like, who Who are these women that they're fucking? I think like, they, they were dudes. Inside? Like, are they? <laughs> they're, they're dudes in leggings, bent over cars, playing YouTube scams. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're watching, man, but. You don't remember the dude in the YouTube scam? Yes, you uh, do, because you brought it up to me. The dude in the oh, YouTube yeah, dude. scam? No, the pranks. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> My bad. Like yeah. I'm saying, man, you can totally be okay with somebody cheating on you. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, you can end a relationship. And you guys still be cool. I, I'm cool with it, but I'm not gonna be with them. But that's my own that's my own preference. Everybody can I mean I just that's just my own personal preference. Like if you can't do it, then you can't do it. If I I don't know, that's just me. Maybe I'm weird. It's your prerogative. <laughs> I can never say my, the word corruptor. It's my prerogative. That's some Britney Spears shit right there, baby. That is not prerog that no, that is not Britney Spears. <laughs> What is what? Who did fucking prerogative? It was, was Britney Spears. No, it's not. No, I'm talking about uh, my prerogative. Oh, fuck. Who was it? My it's my prerogative. Bobby Brown, a bitch hitter. <laughs> yeah, a bitch. Well, that was his prerogative. He was a I bitch hitter. So. Motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well. I mean, we've we've delved into the whole relationship thing again, uh, which I'm glad because, I mean, and ghosts. 
and goes. Yagar. How do you say her name? La Yarona. La Yarona. Yeah, don't say that. Don't don't say that shit in the dark, dude. I turn on all the lights before saying that shit. (laughs) Seriously, if you ever hear a woman scream crying at night, don't fucking investigate. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What were you about to say? (laughs) I said let her lose. I do the, the handcuffs because she fucking let her loose like a cunt. <laughs> fucking cunt. Uh, well, it was I enjoyed talking to you again. I love you. You fucking dirty cunt. Uh, we're cum brothers. Yes, cum brothers for life. In that cold Wait. shower. No, we got to come on our hands and shake hands. All right, ready? Virtually, yes. Wait, ready? I'm not. I'm not hard yet. Hold on, give me hard. I don't. I don't need to be. Give me hard. Um, you, don't, you don't need to be the cum. I'm, I'm your daddy. <laughs> You're my daddy. <laughs> you know, I do like that incest porn. <laughs> well, till next time, you dirty piece of shit. It's been fun. It has been fun. Watch out for Mara. Oh, she can have me anytime. Bring it, Mara. I can just imagine Mara on top and Keanu Reeves underneath. Dude, you had me at Keanu Reeves. Mara's hotter. Yeah.